You're listening to the Alpha Man Project with your host, Ted Rice. Would you like to be bigger, leaner, and stronger? Do you want to develop the confidence to go after what you want in life? Or how about becoming the man that women want to be with? It doesn't matter if you're a successful CEO or working 9 to 5. We're here once a week to empower you to reach your full potential so you can live life on your own terms. You deserve greatness. Now it's time to make it happen. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Find it all at alphamanproject.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Alpha Man Project. I'm your host, Ted Rice, and guys, I've got a great interview for you today. His name is Brian Cron, and he's been behind the scenes in the fitness industry for quite some time. He's going to give you behind the scenes look at what is bullshit in the industry, what's hype, and then also what works. We're going to be talking training. We're going to be talking supplements, nutrition. He's going to give you what he feels is what you should be focusing on and how you can get a great body, even if you're in your 40s. And man, if you've seen a picture of Brian, he's in great shape. And he's probably a guy who's been to more training and nutrition seminars than I have. He's been a distributor for the supplement company EAS, which is one of the biggest around. They're the ones who pioneered creatine back in the day. He's been an associate editor for T Nation. He is just a wealth of knowledge. And I'm so happy to have him here today. Brian, thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, Brian, we like to get things rolling with a quote. So what do you have for us today? Hmm, that's a great question. Probably my biggest one is, such as I've gotten a little bit older, is to always do you. And that's just like, especially whether it comes to training or how you spend your time or who you hang out with or whatever. And it's just always do what you want to do. You know, not what someone else says or what a magazine says or even what your partner says that you should be doing. Like, just focus on what brings you fulfillment. Yeah, that's awesome advice. And so important these days, right, Brian? So many people are just kind of carbon copies of one another and afraid to like something else that the crowd isn't liking or afraid to be different. So great stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like it's when you're talking about, you know, your family or your spouse, there's going to be some compromise. But I apply it a lot that mainly to what you do in the gym, because I find a lot of people are pressured, especially guys are pressured to have somebody else's goal when all they really want to do is, you know, be lean and muscular and look good, yet they're pressured to be, I don't know, functional or they're pressured to be, you know, or they're following a crazy powerlifting routine when that's not really their passion, you know? So I don't think it's a crime to say, look, I just want to look really good and (laughs) turn my wife on or whatever. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad you brought it down to that level because There is quite a bit of hate going around in the fitness industry if you're not training functional or if you're not lifting big weights or if you're using machines. A lot of people will jump on your case and call you names and say you don't know what you're doing and you got to change, but it really comes down to what you want and everybody else can (laughs) G-Y-F. Exactly, exactly. I mean... Or G-F-Y. Yeah. G-F-T, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, we get it. (laughs) I mean, at the same time, you don't want to have your head up your ass and let aspects of your health, you know, fall by the wayside because you're focusing so much on this one thing. 
I mean, it took me a lot of years to really understand the importance of regular mobility work. And I've learned to appreciate that as my shoulders gotten crankier. But at the end of the day, your main goal should be something that excites you and that gives you purpose. Because if you're just spending that hour a day just kind of following someone else's song sheet, you're going to get bored with it. You're not going to attack it. Yeah, that's awesome advice. And Brian, I want to rewind for a second and I want the listeners to understand what your background is and how you got into the place where you are because you've worked for a big time supplement company. You've worked for T Nation, which is one of the websites that I've learned so much from over the years. So let's hear about your background, how you got into fitness and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, it's, it's got a long and winding trail, but I originally studied psychology and that was my degree, minored in English. And throughout school, I worked in gyms, like mopping floors, checking memberships, showing people how to use a chest press machine. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed that though. And when I finally graduated and entered the workforce using my degree, I didn't last too long before I went back to the gyms. And then I graduated to personal training and did that for a few years, but kind of missed writing. So I went back and got an English degree and started freelancing. And around the same time, I linked up with EAS was just starting to explode. Like the original EAS, not the thing you see in Walmart today, like the original EAS back in the late 90s. They were just starting to explode. And I kind of jumped on their Canadian distributor for and got a job uh, just doing technical supports and later account management and writing some ads and stuff like that. And that was kind of my indoctrination into the supplement industry. Since then, I've kind of rode both waves, like either being in writing and editing and marketing, as well as in kind of the supplement channel. So it's been interesting to say the least. Like they definitely kind of, sometimes they conflict with one another because supplements, I don't want to say that it's lying, but there's some heavy, you're pushing an agenda. Right. Uh, Trying to sell supplements. Yeah, you're trying to sell. But at the same time, you always try to be truthful. And then, of course, writing, you're trying to address your reader and help them as best you can. So I've done both. And yeah, I'm still kind of doing both. Now I'm focusing more on on just straight writing and coaching, though. Very cool. And Brian, we'll get into that. And you mentioned mobility work. And we can talk about your online coaching. Because, guys, if that's something you're interested in, Brian is one of the top guys that I would personally recommend. So Brian, you've been behind the scenes in the supplement industry. You've been behind the scenes in the exercise industry. What do the listeners need to know about what the BS is, what's bullshit and what works? You know, it's funny. Like I'll let you know, like when I was probably for the last 20 years, I've been really passionate about building a better body and figuring out what works, you know, what really works. Like even when I was affiliated with certain companies that I was paid to market their products, oftentimes I would be on all the competitors' websites, just trying to figure out, okay, would this work for me personally? Would this work for me? What exactly works? And I remember I'd have lists of things that, you know, you're supposed to do every day and products you should take and training protocols you should follow. And I finally reached a point where I just decided to, I'm just going to drill down and figure out what all these gurus and all these people, what do they have in common as opposed to what are they all saying that might be different? Right. You know, what are the handful of things that they have in common? Because that's probably where the truth lies. And the older I get, the more I'm finding that there's less and less things. There's just a handful of things that you have to do to be successful and everything else. The other probably 20 percent. I don't want to say it's bullshit, but it's just like it's the tinted windows and the spinning rims on your car, man. But everything else is like the motor and the drivetrain. Yeah, that's great. So and it's like a high protein, whole food based diet, high protein, 
if you're training for hypertrophy, if you're training to get big, then use those protocols. Like don't follow some goofball functional training thing or don't powerlift exclusively. Maybe work in a little bit of powerlifting type movements or do a, a movement type phase. Those are the probably the biggest things, you know, and just those fundamental nutritional things like consistent water intake having deload periods, sleep, everyone freaking neglects sleep and just a handful of supplements. Like God, like they guys weren't even using dietary supplements, you know, 30, 40 years ago, whereas at least the ones they were using were complete bullshit. So, <laughs> you know, you don't really need them, but there's a handful, you know, the fish oils, the vitamin D's, creatine monohydrate, there's a handful that actually do help. So if you hit those big rocks, you get probably 80% of your success and everything else is just shit to distract you. Yeah. Drill it down to the essentials and forget all the rest. And once you get that down, maybe you can start, like you said, tinting your windows or maybe thinking about the rims on your car. But it's really about those essentials that give you results. And I'm glad you're saying that, Brian, because a lot of the listeners, I get questions about supplements and stuff. And it's like, guys, if you're not on a good program, then don't ask me about supplements. If you oh. don't have your diet dialed in, then don't ask me about supplements. So let's delve a little bit deeper because you mentioned some words like hypertrophy training and powerlifting. Can you specifically, and Brian, man, I know these are all generalizations. We don't know. There's thousands of guys listening to this. So we're going to be talking in generalizations, but can you be specific and give some practical advice so the guys can take away something and go use it in the gym? Like how many sets, reps, what type of body splits, that type of stuff? Well, not everyone is exactly the same and there are some genetic variants, but I fundamentally, I think, especially if you're younger and you're in your first, say, five years of training, like something that just basic loading of the major lifts with, you know, maybe 20% of your time devoted to, you know, beach work, like freaking arms and forearms and calves, <laughs> your classic, like a starting strength type of program, like is great for those initial years, like get the nervous system used to heavy load and you know, ride the wave of progressive overload. Because like when you're just starting out or even those first five years, which I'd still consider to be just starting out, you have so much room for growth and your tissue is healthy. You're not all messed up like guys my age. Like you can freaking load and push it and just see such great growth. But if you jerk around with like some of the old weeder splits, like six days a week and what have you, you're just wasting time. You're just wasting potential. That's probably the biggest thing is to assess your training age. Like, okay, I've been at this less than five years. Then say, just focus on progressive loading in the squat, deadlift, bench. And that's probably the best advice I can give. But after that, everything only works for so long. So once you that kind of starts to plateau, then you have to start mixing it up a little bit. Excellent advice. So guys, assess your training age. What Brian is saying is if you've been lifting less than five years or so, and he mentioned starting strength by Mark Ripto, it's basically working on the squat, the deadlift, the bench press, the overhead press, and the power clean. Is that correct, Brian? Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, Absolutely. and start working on those exercises. Learn how to do them properly because that's essential. And once you start learning how to do them well, start adding weight. But yeah, man, I mean, just adding weight, that's called the principle of progressive overload. You got to keep challenging your body so it has to adapt to the new stress that you're putting on it. So that's awesome. And then the second thing you said, Brian, was okay to stay away from 
the bodybuilding splits because that's still popular, right? The six day a week splits where you're doing shoulders, arms, back. I mean, I haven't done that in 15 years probably, but maybe even longer. So yeah, that's some great. And something you said is squat often and squat hard. Yeah, I don't mean to diss the bodybuilding splits because once you're kind of ready for that type of training, like once you've kind of petered out on just a basic progressive overload, then when you kind of graduate to more bodybuilding type stuff, you can get huge gains from it because it's a completely new stimulus and all that volume, especially now you'll be much, much stronger using those kind of volume rep ranges can deliver serious growth. So, I mean, I love like at my age now, I love bodybuilding training. Like it doesn't beat me up. I can grow it at a decent rate and it's fun, but I've got a good base that I can kind of works for me. Interesting. Can you share what you're doing right now? What type of bodybuilding split, what type of rep scheme you're doing? Well, I just kind of finished my yearly diet and getting ready to move in about a month. So right now I'm completely kind of deloading. I'm just going to the gym three days a week, doing a basic full body thing, doing lots of mobility, but doing quite a bit of like energy system stuff, like a little bit of cardio, a lot of martial arts, just really giving my body a bit of a break because I just went off of a long kind of painful diet. But as soon as the fall hits, by beginning of September, it's going to be kind of heavier, like upper lower body split. So like a bench focus day, a deadlift focus day is I don't do a lot of overhead pressing because of my shoulder because I was such an idiot as a kid. But, uh, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, Brian. But I do work it in other ways. Like, yeah, I still do overhead pressing, but just not. I prefer to use like a football bar or something like that. And then, of course, like a deadlift focus day. So a squat, deadlift, bench, and then another day of like accessories and just go heavy. And I'll do that for about four months and then right into hypertrophy. And that's when it's the reps are more like eight to 15, the reps, you know, the rest is shorter, more isolation work, you know, like more kind of like pump training. And it's such a switch from what I had been doing previously that I'll always get a nice little bump in size from that. Yeah. And that's some great stuff there. And it's something that I've read from you. You said you need to have a plan for the gym and for life. The older I get, the more I look at training in the long term. And that's what you're basically talking about. Really focusing on the major lifts for your first five years or so. Then starting to branch out from that. And like you said, Brian, anything that you do that works for you, it will eventually stop working for you. And that's why it's so important that someone hires someone like yourself or me or really learns how to tweak their training in that way. So you've mentioned injuries a couple of times and you've talked about mobility work. It's something that I haven't really discussed much on the show. Can you talk a bit about mobility, why it's important and what types of exercises you like to do? Mobility kind of got hot in the general population I think it was about six or seven years ago. Very, very, very smart guys. Mind you, uh, Eric Cressy and Mike Robertson put out that Magnificent Mobility DVD. Sure. And I remember at the time I bought it and I'm looking at it and thinking, eh, this isn't really for me. You know, I'm fine. I don't need this. And then <laughs> <laughs> I finally had one of those years that guys talk about where just everything hurts, like shoulder hurts, lower back hurts, neck hurts. And just got myself assessed by a, a really good practitioner. And sure enough, I'm super tight through the lats. I'm extremely tight through the triceps. I thought my shoulders were bad, but it was mainly I'm just so tight again through the lats and the pecs that it's kind of exacerbating that. So now all of a sudden I'm doing half the stuff in their DVD and, and certainly it's working. Like 
I think sometimes you have to get really beat up before you kind of realize the importance of stuff. And uh, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, right? Yeah, it's I like- mean. You mentioned some great stuff. And guys, if you've never heard of Eric Cressy and Mike Robertson, hopefully we'll be able to get them on the show. They're really influential people in the fitness industry. And what Brian was saying is he just sort of, like a lot of guys, myself included, went to the gym, beat up his body. Yeah, we saw stuff like that, but we're like, yeah, whatever, you know. But now it's become a big part of his training. And Guys, one of the reasons why I don't love working out as much as I used to is because I have to do such a long warm-up so that I can work out hard enough to keep my body looking like, you know, looking jacked because I can't just jump into the lifts anymore. And if you start with mobility exercises now before you get to that point, you're going to be in a lot better shape. Of course, they could wait, Brian, and learn the hard way like you and I, huh? (laughs) But it's not recommended. No, I had like the worst six months of my life, man. Just everything was hurting. And I thought, you know, great. I've become that guy, that guy who used to work out hard, but now he goes to the gym and does curls and runs on the treadmill. But (laughs) yeah, fortunately, I kind of saw that there was light at the end of the tunnel. And but all of this could have been prevented had I been a little more proactive with my mobility stuff. Yeah. And, you know, that brings us to another important point is you need to be very careful who your mentors are. A good mentor can open the door for you that will change your life forever. Similarly, a bad mentor can hold you back or derail your progress in the gym. And Brian, you've said that even though you work in fitness media and you know all these people, you read very little of it. You just have a handful of legit people. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Maybe some of the people who other people should, some of the listeners should follow other than yourself, of course, and just how to spot some of those people who are really just more marketing than actual experts. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, a, oh, man. that's a long answer, huh? It's tough, man. Like I kind of feel probably for your listeners. I mean, I'm in a kind of a better position because I work with a lot of these guys professionally. So, you know, right away, especially when you start really going back and forth with them, you can figure out who's legit and who might have used to be legit, but it's kind of stepped away from actually doing any coaching or training and who, frankly, just is really good at designing websites and reading other people's stuff. So I can kind of see through it a little bit better now, but I feel bad for just your average listener, average reader, because you have to have a really strong bullshit detector because it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't give a percentage like, oh, 32% are full of shit and 29% are, you know, this, the people who've been at it a long time and typically the people who are really good are typically too busy to write much anymore. And they're too busy to, especially they're usually way too busy to be on Facebook. Ah, yeah, that's a good point. And that's one thing I found and because they've got too many demands on their time. They got people, they're training. They have their counting reps. They're doing the shit that got them popular. They're doing the nuts and bolts. Whereas, you know, there's someone who's on the computer all the time. Like, okay, do you ever train people? Like, have you ever? Like, what's your deal? But it's tough, though. I approach everyone with a little bit of kind of trepidation. Like, I'm always keen. Like, are you who you say you are? Or are you kind of like got some man behind the curtain thing going on? 
Yeah, that's a great point. And that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. And honestly, Brian, I'm kind of moving away from personal training, but I still will be in the fitness business, much more interested in writing and doing seminars and also personal development these days. But absolutely, you guys, you got to really pay attention to who you're getting information from. And like Brian said, if they're posting a lot of stuff on social media, they may not be spending enough time getting results with their clients to know what the hell they're talking about. And that's such a great point. And it is hard to see, Brian. I mean, you and I, I've been in the business for 15 years. I've seen all types of stuff come, go, and then recycle back around. Like, I can't believe people are still doing some of the stuff with stability balls that I did 15 years ago. And they think it's novel, right? Novel and new. But yeah, very, very important. So Brian, something else that you have said is, and something I'm personally interested in is how all this fitness, how does this all tie in together with personal development and being an alpha man and being on top of your game in life? Because something you said was you refuse to have bad days. You said that crappy stuff happens to you, but it never gets to you that much. So how did that happen for you? And what part does fitness play in that? Well, I think it's, again, a big part is getting older and kind of taking more of a, just learning to have, take more of a bird's eye view of things and assessing your situation, honestly, especially in comparison to others. And I think it's kind of human nature. We always focus on the things that we don't have or, you know, the things that piss us off. You know, you wake up in the morning and you go to make a cup of coffee and you realize you don't have any beans to grind or whatever. Now you're, oh, now your day's wrecked. Like now you have to... (laughs) You know, now you have to take this exit and go to a coffee shop and you're going to be late for work and this just sucks. I mean, that's just such minor shit in the grand scheme of things. So whenever I kind of have one of those kind of days where like, you know, just stuff breaks down or my time gets wasted or what have you, I always kind of take a step back and assess it that how good I still have it compared to so many other people. So, I mean, that always kind of humbles me and I just refuse to piss and moan about really trivial shit, you know. And it's made me that kind of adopting that attitude has made me just a more positive person. And just I have a lot more empathy now, especially as I get a little bit older. So I think those are important qualities to develop, especially if you work in a physical based realm. Like I'm in bodybuilding. I'm in strength training. I mean, it's my hobby and it's my career. It's 90 percent of what I do. So it's real easy to get focused on oh, so-and-so isn't as lean as this guy or whatever. It's so easy to get in that kind of a nitpicky kind of mindset that I think it's important that everyone kind of steps away from that and just kind of realizes how the importance of what that is in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just thinking, I was like, yeah, you know what? Now I feel better because if you look at pictures of Brian, he shredded wheat. And Brian, you're what, 40 years old? 41. 41. So you're four years older than me. I'm 37. And so, yeah, now I feel better about myself. (laughs) I'm kidding, guys. But he is. You are shredded wheat, Brian. And I'd like to get a little bit more into that, too, because one thing that you said is that you can get into awesome shape even in your 40s. And I think a lot of guys use age as an excuse A lot of my clients do that. But before we get into that, yeah, I hear you, man. And we really have to be grateful for what we have and who we are and also be comfortable with something that you said in the beginning. Always do you. Figure out what you want. 
Brian, right now, I'm more of a businessman. And I don't mean that in the wrong way. I'm trying to market and sleaze people into buying stuff from me because I'm not. But I've found out that I've neglected that so much that I really have to work on that aspect of my life if I'm going to help more people. Yeah. So my training is taking a back. I work out at home right now. Yeah, I still look good and nobody's going to say, oh man, you... Dude, do you still lift, Ted? But, you know, you can go see pictures of me and my traps are still looking okay. My neck and traps are still good. I got a little bit more of a layer around my midsection, but that's such just powerful advice. And what have you done to work on yourself to get to that point besides all the lifting? What have I done to work on myself? Well, besides well, I- reading the Atomic Dog from <laughs> Teen Nation. Yeah. That actually, yeah, has helped me a lot over the years. But um, no, just what kind of has helped me quite a bit is as the more I immerse myself in being in the physical industry, like the more I immerse my getting paychecks from working in fitness or bodybuilding or helping people lose fat or get stronger, the more I get run down that rabbit hole, I make a conscious choice to do something completely opposite. Like I'm in New York, so I'll go, you know, last week I went to the Museum of Modern Art. Like I've been there many times, but I just felt, okay, I'm going to do something completely different than all the sets and reps and abs shit. You know, I do stuff like that. I'll completely take other parts of my brain out for a test drive. I'm a writer, so I'll write something that's not related to fitness and I won't like send it to anyone. I'll just write it, you know, save it on a Word doc and so on my computer. So I'm really big on doing that. I figure out you know, what used to bring me a lot of pleasure that I'm not doing in a while, like, and I'll kind of do that, like whether it's reading or writing or going for a bike ride or traveling, you know, stuff that's different than my day-to-day fitness thing. That's kind of helped me considerably and just being more well-rounded. Brian, I am sitting here with a smile on my face and nodding my head in agreement because what you said is pure gold, my friend. And something that I tell people, because guys like us, you've given so much of your life to the fitness and studying nutrition and all those intricacies of program design and dieting down for competitions and all that stuff. And I've given so much of my life to that as well. And also I got into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I was competing and basically all I, yeah, thanks man. I don't train that much anymore because I got so injured. I still do some things to keep my skills and I'll go back and do private lessons eventually. So anyway, I've got my brown belt with three stripes, but I don't have my black. So That's pretty good, man. Yeah, it took a while, but the whole point is I got so sucked into that world in particular that neglected every other aspect of my life. And guys, you're probably doing that as well. And that's why I said what Brian mentioned was pure gold because we really have to be well-rounded unless you're going to be the number one guy and that's like what you're after. I'm not the number one jujitsu guy. Brian's not the number one like powerlifter bodybuilder guy. You're right, but we're extremely proficient at it. But even more important than that is that we're well-rounded. And it's so important because there's nobody more boring than someone who has just got the blinders on and they're all about fitness and nutrition and busting other people's balls if they're not doing functional exercise or powerlifting those guys are fucking boring you know and you're not going to do well with the ladies or in life if you're not an interesting guy and what you said brian was so cool is you're going to art museums and you're trying to expand your horizons maybe you like some of it 
Maybe you end up liking some of it. Maybe you say, hey, you know what? That wasn't for me. But you're like, I can just tell this is the first time I've talked to Brian. You're an interesting guy. You know, you're interesting to talk to. And and that's why I just love what you said there. You've reached the end of another episode of the Alpha Man Project. Connect with us at alphamanproject.com. Your feedback is really important to us. It helps us learn, develop, and most importantly, improve our podcast for you. Give us a review on iTunes and receive a free grocery shopping list and four-week muscle-building workout. See you next episode.